Hello, and welcome to Localities Making Bank Podcast with host Keith Costello, co-founder and CEO of Locality Bank. Sit back, relax, and let South Florida visionaries take you on an entrepreneurial journey from tribulation to triumph as they share the very stories that have shaped them. Jeremy Layson, welcome to Localities Making Bank Podcast. Thank you, Keith. Thanks for bringing me on. Absolutely. So we have a very interesting case with an artist as an entrepreneur, which I actually was involved with Broward County in doing a session on helping artists as entrepreneurs. So this is really something I'm very interested in to see somebody who who is an artist and building a, a, an entrepreneurial business. So we're going to dive in. We're going to start with where we usually do at the beginning. Where'd you grow up? And, you know, tell me about your early life. And Let's see. So I started out, um, I grew up in Delray Beach, Florida. Um, basically, Palm Beach County my entire life, uh, even now. Um, you know, grew up in the, the typical, you know, single family home. Um, you know, ups and downs like everybody else. And then, you know, I was one of those, one of those kids and even young men up until, um, where, you know, I just couldn't find my place and just wanted to be creative and it should have made more sense to just try art early on, you know, (laughs) but I really didn't get into my, my passion, my niche until, uh, 30. Okay. So I'm thankful I made it to that point to where I was able to implement it and, and had good people around me you know, to where we were able to actually do it for business instead of just for fun. Great. So what kinds of things did you do, you know, b- before you got into the... Well, I was a mechanic right. for 13 years. Wow. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> um, I've always been good at, you know, taking stuff apart. And I was the kid that would actually put it back together and, you know, with extra modifications. So I sure. guess you could say I've been customizing my whole life. Um you know, even down to my first car, we basically chopped it in half before I even had a driver's license, uh, put it back together, you know, and, and added a lot of modifications that uh, and nowadays are typical in cars. But um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've always done, you know, the mechanic side of things. Um, had the typical job, like I worked at a bingo hall before. I worked at Blockbuster. Um, I actually worked at the post office for five years as a second job. Uh, just one of those, you know, t- between the late teens and, and all of my 20s, I just wanted to stack as many jobs as possible. So I had all the little odd jobs. Sure. You gotcha. know, just trying to find the place and, and what worked. Cool. And then, so when when did you actually, so you said when you when you turned 30, is that when you started lacing kicks or what did you start, what did you start doing when you hit 30? Yeah, at 30, I had one of those, you know, regular lifestyle moments where I was like, okay, it's time to find something forever. And, um, I started researching more into the stuff. Um, I'm the type of person that I don't like to just jump in and try it. I want to learn about it. I want to know what the sacrifices are. I want to know what's around the corner before I go around the corner if possible. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I make a calculated risk, you know, I'll invest whatever I have. Uh, I've done this before with my other businesses growing up. They were all successful. Um, not up not up to this level, but um, yeah, I did a lot of research for the first year, you know, when I turned 30 and just learned everything, you know, the chemicals behind paints, the types of leathers, um, you know, who was the best out there and why, 
you know, and, you know, right before I got into the business side of things, I, um, I tapped into a couple of big business people that I, uh, you know, aspired to be like from YouTube and, um, kind of just picked out what I liked and what I could do, what I could implement and turned it into a business the day I opened. Who did you tap into that you... So on the business side, for one, the Gary V guy, you know, uh-huh. he, he was one of the one that was basically like, get off the couch, you know, and, and I'm like <laughs> that too. So I was like, yeah, I could feel that. Um, and then there's this guy, uh, Suhil, he owns Feel Good Threads, he's a sneaker guy. Um, he actually was a customizer for a long time. He still is. And I could tell he was taking it seriously. It wasn't just for fun um, because I liked it so much. I wanted to take it seriously, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to just, what do you guys think? Or, you know, scam people into buying something that looks kind of cool on the camera. You know, I wanted to take it very, very seriously. So I, uh, I admired him and I kind of shadowed a lot of his approach when I started. So when you started, what you were really customizing uh, yep. shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and, and so how did you get customers? How did you, how did you launch that business? Well, at first I figured I needed some content, um, from what I'd learned from YouTube and things like that. So I started customizing stuff for myself and I was semi-popular in my city for the club scene. You know, I have my own unique style going on. Um, I wore a lot of designer. I mean, I always had three jobs, so I had a little extra money to play around with. And um, I started adding like spikes and glitter and, and small pieces of material to my, you know, Gucci and Balenciagas and stuff like that. And of course, it got both demographics in there, you know, people that like the designer and people that were excited about custom stuff, you know. And of course, both sides were like, that's going to be expensive. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I put it out there where I was like, just give me what you got. And the minute I basically said the doors were open, everybody was really supportive, really supportive, you know, and I didn't have the money in the beginning to start it how I wanted. So I actually went out and a lot of people don't know this. I went out and bought this machine that cuts vinyl and I made a bunch of t-shirts and they said uh, the word cash, my youngest son's name. And I went to all the clubs and I was throw the shirts over my shoulder and went to the clubs and told everybody what I was doing. Next thing you know, we're getting orders for hundreds of these shirts. Wow. So within a month, we took that money, closed that, bought a ton of sneakers, and just started giving them away to influencers and friends that I know and people that, you know, some people in need, you know, or there's people that, you know, you don't need customs in, in per se, but something that I know would make a difference for some people, sure. you know, and the impact of that just exploded. Like, we couldn't so slow it down. That's an interesting lesson. So that was like you crowdfunded mm-hmm. with T-shirts, basically. Yeah. You sold T-shirts to help launch your with what i had so yeah. I, I had a vinyl machine i had an iron you know <laughs> and i was like what can i do in here in my, in my little uh, efficiency i was in at the time yeah to generate enough money to get this without borrowing it from a friend or family and um it just worked you know yeah. people saw the energy and they were like i can't wait for you to get there and they've always rooted me on and i make sure that i try to accomplish what i say so sure they feel good about what they did and I feel accomplished as well. Yeah. So, so you, so then what happens? Take us down the story. So, so you, you, you gave a lot of those shoes away, isn't mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. Just to promote the brand, but also to help people. Yeah. And to get the word out about what you're doing. So, then, then what was your next step? The next thing I would say is clients challenging me. You know, a lot of people, 
by my energy and things, they're like, this guy can do anything. Like, hey, do this. And I'm, I'm sitting here like, hang on a minute. Like those 15 pairs, like that's all the experience I have. You know, and people, custom is, is one of a kind usually. Right. So just, people just are so everybody growing. does. So you were doing, this was custom work. You're, mm-hmm. you're taking a pair of shoes, customizing by it. By hand, yeah. By hand. And, and then. On the couch. Those. Like no machinery. Right, no, right. no nothing. You know, paintbrush and five colors. Yeah. Um, and, you know, make, mixing your own colors, all this stuff to save money. But, um, yeah, what it basically came down to is customers were challenging my abilities. You know, they were like, I think you can do this, do it. And I'm nervous, you know, I'm a new artist and I've got artists challenging me too, you know, who is this guy I think he is, you know, and and um, I'm out here like, you know, just let me try. And uh, I'm one of those people that like, if I tell you I'm going to do it, I'll literally like break my back if I have to, to make it happen. You know, unless you stop me and say, hey man, I know that's that's taking you a little little much can i can i compensate you whatever it is i'll make it happen regardless so whether i had to reach out to other artists get little tips and tricks whether i had to practice a hundred times before you got your shoe but i always made sure and i think this is what's really important now because i hear this a lot is that i'm giving you what i promised i would give you you know sometimes time was a problem because of my learning curves but if you ask for something and i agreed to it that's what you're going to get you know, and it's basically, it's been a guarantee. You know, I've only turned down two projects since the first day. Wow. And that was just because I didn't have time. Yeah. So then you took your, um, so, so you've gotten since then into doing some things for like a, the company Nimbus that actually provides the technology for locality, Jeffrey Kendall. How did you meet Jeffrey? And then I ended up getting, this is how I knew about Jeremy, is I got a pair of shoes from Jeffrey Kendall from Nimbus with, you know, the Nimbus name on them that were done by you. And I was like, wow, these are cool. Yeah, I love, I love those. That, that moment is always going to be very important to me. Um, so Jeffrey, uh, he's, he's a sneaker fan. And um, another uh, employee over at uh, Nimbus as well, uh, Drew, and they just had an idea, you know, let's go on Facebook and look for someone who could possibly do, you know, the, the impossible, you know, come up with this idea. And instead of making one of one, we want everybody to feel the same energy in the office. So they wanted, I believe it was like 54 pairs. Um, the minute they made a post, they actually made a post in a group I'm not even in. Um, everybody tagged me, you know, and I believe that comes from taking care of everybody, mm-hmm. you know, because one, I'm not in the group. So you don't see me a lot. I'm not in the front of your mind, but I'm everywhere else. You know what I mean? I'm, I make sure like I am everywhere I can be. We even had bus advertisements. We were on the side of a bus, Yeah. you know, like you're going to see us. Um, and, you know, I believe, and I think he'll agree that, you know, when I got in touch with them, the energy just hit, you know, finished a couple of sentences for each other. You know, we had the idea locked down and I wanted to impress him and the rest of the fintech industry in one shot. So that's how it started. And then what did that lead to? Was that, that was yeah. the first like corporate deal you did? Yeah. It was with Jeffrey? Yeah, that was the first corporate order we ever got. Um, it took a lot to get it done. I won't lie. You know, we were, we were set up for one of one. We we're set up for, you know, one at a time and by hand. Um, but I also was very transparent with them and let them know, like, this is what I normally do. 
I'm going to do my very best to make this happen. It's going to happen. I just don't know at what expense, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I gave him a number. He was actually really honest with me. Towards the end, he was like, look, I could tell this took you more time than you anticipated. Give me the real number, you know? And I said, well, we already did the transaction. Like, I'll make this happen. And, you know, we stayed up three days straight the last three days um, talking no sleep. Uh, because I promised him something, you yeah. know, and this was the start of what I knew could be something much bigger, you know, giving somebody like in the fintech world, right? Not a lot of them have a custom sneaker, you know, let alone sneakers sometimes. So I knew that they would be more excited about a custom than someone like our typical client was our sneakerhead. You've yeah. got 600 pairs behind you, so it's hard right. for me to impress you. <laughs> These guys, it was going to be semi-easy, but I have to knock their socks off. You know what I mean? Like, And I believe we did that. Yeah. And we've had, since then, you know, he invited us out. We talk face-to-face. We text almost every other day now. We're definitely friends at this point. Um, wow. He referred us to countless number of companies this year where everybody has the same energy towards it. You know, they love the passion, the drive. They're very surprised that this is actually a business. Right. You know, which um, I'm, I'm blessed to, to say that it is a very, very, um, very serious business now. You know, we got booking, we've got administrators, you know, got the shipping departments, we're scaling, we're, all, we're going through automation right now. You know, these are things that I had never anticipated, but the fintech industry is learning a lot about how far they can stretch the fun side of things, I believe. And I'm learning a lot more about automation, financials, um, you know, administrative work. You know, sure. these people are helping me while we're doing business together. You know, right. they're, hey, do you have anything we can help you with? And it's, it's so great. Like, I feel like I'm in the fintech industry. Yeah. Yeah. So you've gone from, so now you've gone from, don't forget your, you got that nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> staring at it. I want to get cold on you. So, You've gone from like doing the one-offs, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're doing more uh, production, mm-hmm. so you can do larger numbers of sneakers and and fulfill these larger uh, orders, I guess, right? Yeah, like we were, we were literally like the average sneaker artist. I want to say maybe ten orders a week. Um, man, this month we're over two thousand. Wow, um, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm thankful. I've developed a gift while working with these people. What I'm noticing about these big corporations is it's not just throw more people at it. You know, there's strategies. And I've really picked that up where instead of doing one shoe at a time, let alone one pair at a time like we were doing before, um, you know, now we do 50 pairs at one time. Yeah. So one person can do 50 pairs in one day now. And from the trial and error that I put together and, and, you know, Jeffrey allowed me to have a little time on their second project to kind of learn some things. Yes. You know, I, I, I openly told him, like, this isn't what we do. <laughs> and, you know, we do need to sleep sometimes. So I want to sit down and think about this, you know, and, and he helps me along with a, a few other CEOs and marketing executives in the fintech industry. Um, you know, they're always there for me. And when I do get into a pinch... I know I can email someone and they'll walk me through a couple of things. And, and now we've done it to where one pair to 50 in front of you, like that's, it's huge. And I've only added one artist to the mix this year. Uh-huh. You know, we have administrators and 
Um, we have an operations manager guy because that, that stuff's very important. Um, but I only added one artist, and you know we've probably twelve x our production. That's awesome. You know, just by strategies and and literally learning from fintech. Right, and so you've developed through this initial relationship with Jeffrey Kendall at Nimbus all of these now corporate relationships with a lot of the technology fintech mm-hmm. companies that you're saying that are that are reaching out to you and have, have identified your product. So I guess any other mentors or, or that sounds like you've got a host of mentors there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you and I talk a lot yeah. about, about the business side of things sure. and my brand as well. But, um, um, you know, Zach Bishop at Cinevis, he really lit a fire under this uh, custom movement. And um, we're, wow. I mean, we've got three different divisions going on with Cinevis right now. Wow. So, uh, yeah, they're, I'm dealing with their marketing team. We've got local uh, branches going on, and then we've got private orders going on where people just, they want some one-of-one, so we've got a pool of them. Um, a lot of companies, you know, kind of took to the wave, and, um, you know, really, like, I can't say, maybe one or two companies that it was just kind of transactional, Yeah, but I believe it's more so because we're both busy. Yeah, you know, right. but uh, there are almost every single one. I mean, I'm going to say at least 17, 18 companies this year have reached out somewhere on the high administrative level and said, "If you need something, I'm here." Wow. You know, and and they believe in what I'm doing, and and that makes it a little easier for me because you know I had an assistant in the beginning. I'm not good on the computers, yeah. right? But I'm an entrepreneur. If I have to know something, give me a day, and I'll know it. Yeah. But there's a sacrifice to be made for that. Sure. Whatever you were going to do is not going to be done. So I uh, I had a problem with spreadsheets. This is just a quick 10 second. And uh, this, uh, this this woman, Pinky, at uh, Cinevis, hit me up and asked, hey, we're having a little discrepancy on the spreadsheets and this and that. And I just opened up. I was like, look, my assistant's gone. I know nothing about this stuff. And she got on a call with me and walked me through how to do it. You know, and that is, that made me feel like family, you know? Yeah. And she represents a lot of people in the industry. It wasn't just a personal thing. Sure. It was definitely her representing the banking industry, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, And me representing entrepreneurs that, you know, sometimes don't want to ask for help. Sure. I'm the first guy. If I need help and it's going to help both of us, my hands up. (laughs) You know what I mean? So (laughs) the, the fintech industry is really like... It's awesome, man. That's great. I, I would have thought it, you know, it would have been a little more transactional. Yeah. No, they definitely make me feel like family now. So that's good. I'd say almost every single company I've worked with has helped me on a personal and business level. That's excellent. So, with um, what advice do you have for other artists who are thinking about be- creating a business or or in- entrepreneurs in general? Well, all right, so I've had a few companies, so I can definitely give some good advice on, you know, some of the what to and whatnot. And I would definitely say that it's very important to think and strategize before attacking, okay? Because obviously anybody in a leadership role, whether it's entrepreneurship, CEOs, you know, administrators, whatever it is, we all have to make sacrifices, but when you're getting ready to start out with something, a lot of times you're willing to sacrifice all of it. So my advice, the best advice I can give is make sure 
that you're sacrificing it properly. You know, I, I can't tell you if it's good or bad, a, a good idea, bad idea, because who would have thought custom sneakers and banking went together, right. right? But I would definitely say, you know, it's not one of those memes where just go in and do it. Like, don't do that. You can put yourself in a bad situation. Gotcha. You know, do a little research. Yeah. Make sure you know what you're doing. Reach out to people, you know, and and I really feel like there's more people out there that will help than you think there are. Yeah. You know, I always felt like your back's against the wall, but it's like every client that I have right now, I could call them right now and talk about whatever I want and they could do the same. Yeah. So, oh, but I good. only know from trying. Excellent. Thank you. So what does the future look like right now? You, you're, you got, um, Lacey kicks and now you're, you're building out your brand, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. As well. Yeah. So I, I actually wanted to try something out, uh, in January this year, 2022 that, um, you know, it was kind of risky and I, I kind of assumed it was just going to go down, you know, and, and there's a lot of footwear giants out there, you know? and popularity and celebrity influence and things like that. But I wanted to have my own sneaker brand. You know, I felt like the designs that I'd been creating can be more than just a one-off, mm -hmm. you know? And um, I honestly, you know, I just one night, I went through and designed a few pairs, critique, critiqued them myself, uh, sent them to a few people, and everyone loved them. So I got in touch with some manufacturers it's a lot harder than I'm, than I'm explaining, but right. got in touch with some people and got them into production. And the minute the public saw them, sold out. Sold out, you know, and that was from the momentum of lacing kicks, you know, right. and, and I knew that would help. And my, my, my goal, my plan in the future is to be able to customize our own shoes. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of sourcing these other shoes and having back order problems from other companies and things like that, I'd like to be able to, you know, oh, we're out of size eight, we'll manufacture some more. You know what I mean? So. And then what will you call that brand? That will be. That's a uh, jail footwear. Jail footwear. Um, okay. Yeah. I started as a separate entity mm -hmm. because I had a feeling there may be a good chance that since the first few people love this design and not one said anything neutral or negative, that it may be something big enough to have other people involved. Yeah. And I never wanted to have everyone tied to everything. Right. Sure. Because let's say they don't want nothing to do with custom sneakers and we're sitting there talking business and it all has to do with customs because right. that's, that's my life, you know? Uh, so I, I made it separate. Um, I kind of wanted to show other artists as well that like, if you want to do something, just do it, but make sure like I had three years footwear experience, you know, I knew the risk and I was okay with if I lost 10, $20,000, um, it would have hurt but <laughs> I was okay. I was prepared for it. I stressed about it. I came to a conclusion. We're just going to do it and see what happens. All right. Well, great, great advice. Now we're going to go to the lightning round, which is just quick answers to questions that, you know, pop, pop, pop. So favorite quote? Oof. I don't think I have one. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. Happiest and lowest moment in business. The happiest moment, uh, Jeffrey Kendall took me to the Jaguars game in uh, Jacksonville. Wow. You know, um, lowest moment. It's rough. Um, you know, I bet it all. I basically bet it all on, on lacing kicks two years ago. So we're already two years in. But um, got to the point where it was either rent and child support or these sneakers for this customer. 
and I went to sneakers. Um, and it did not pay off. I'll be honest. It did not pay off. Um, I lost my butt on that one, but uh, I bounced back a month later, paid all the bills three months in advance. That'll never happen again. Cool. That's a good. <laughs> so that was a down and but back up. Yeah. So a bounce. Yeah. How about any, anything on Netflix? You watch anything on Netflix that's interesting or any movies or, or are you just making sneakers 24 yeah. seven? I don't know anything about sports, TV. <laughs> I I'm honestly only know about shoes and I'm uh-huh. not exaggerating. Like I know about old school hip hop right. and, uh, and sneakers. I haven't watched anything from beginning to end since I started. Okay. That's good. I like yeah. it. Uh, um, and books, any books that you like? I bought a lot of books recently, <laughs> a lot of books. Cause all my mentors are like, read this one, read this one. And I promise I will, but it'll probably be after I'm done working. <laughs> so I just, I can't, I You're can't working. sit still long enough. I got you. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I might as well cross this one off too. hobbies, making shoes. Making shoes, yeah. And uh, going to eat with my oldest. Uh, One thing that I do enjoy very, very much is trying crazy foods and and, and just kind of sitting there and and, and experimenting. Well, and I know you have five children, so that that takes time, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it does. So uh, how about a great restaurant that you like to eat at? Um, What was our favorite restaurant? I don't think we, uh, a place Moon Thai in, in Royal Palm Beach, uh, okay. because they make my caviar on rice meal that I eat, eat caviar with a spoon. Okay. I cool. eat a lot of it at one time. <laughs> it's my <laughs> weekly dose. All right. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much. I mean, super interesting guy, an artist who has really, obviously you tell how passionate he is about what he does, his art and has make, turning that into a business. So. Thank you. So happy to have you here today. Thank, Thank you, you, Keith. So Jeremy Lason, great story. Our entrepreneurs come in all shapes and sizes, types. He's an artist. You can take one look at Jeremy. You know there's passion there. This guy is very passionate about what he's doing, designing shoes, designing kicks. And I'm so happy to see. I just saw a post from Jeremy's site on LinkedIn that he has hit a half a million dollars in sales. This is from a guy who started out doing 10 pairs a week and now ramped up his business to that level. He gave some shout outs to some of his mentors like Jeffrey Kendall, the CEO of Nimbus, uh, who has who helped him by giving him corporate orders, teaching him about ramping up his business. We've helped him here at Locality a little bit, so we'll take a little, little credit from, from Jeremy as well. But it's a great story. He's on his way. We've got people doing billion dollars. We got people doing five hundred thousand. So we're giving you a broad spectrum of entrepreneurs here, and and I think one of the things that really resonated with me about Jeremy, artist as an entrepreneur, he's taking his passion, he's making it into a business. Check it out. Our Locality Bank podcast is Making Bank. It's available on Spotify and all other major apps. Uh, LocalityBank.com. Do some business with us. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in for Locality's Making Bank podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to catch the latest episodes and visit localitybank.com today to learn more about all the benefits of banking local.